Yo, PK, I love the bang Niang, but if he ain't scoring, we call him the dang Niang. It's versatile. It rhymes. Bang Niang, dang Niang. Literally shot to shot, you can change it. And if he bites you, fang Niang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if you went here earlier, Ping sang, PK sang Niang. <laughs> Little B-52s. Bang, bang on the door, baby. Bang, bang, Niang. Those threes off the bench, giving the Jazz bench a big lift. Clarkson for 16, and the Jazz win again. Three in a row. On the road. Perfect road trip. Six in a row now overall, 11 out of 12. These are the good old days. Oh, yeah, and tomorrow night... They whoop on the Knicks, and we gather inside the arena, a.k.a. the Love Shack, (laughs) a little old place where we get together. Love Shack, baby. Sounds like an art project at uh, PK's house coming up. Some alternative signage will be over the door. (laughs) You're coming into the Love Shack, and you're going to hate it. Back home for a couple games Wednesday and Friday. I think it's Charlotte here Friday. Who's she? Bada bing. Two easy wins. I'm calling them right now. (laughs) Not breaking out the purple hoodie. Unneeded. No. You don't want to use it too much. Then you got to wash it and you wash all the luck out of it. We don't want to make a joke out of it. Right. Save that for the end of the month. I mean, I didn't wear it, you know, when they opened up against the Adelaide team in spring. Uh, good call. Their preseason games. Yeah, good call. I kept it, kept it under wraps. Then you got to, you got to use it the appropriate manner, appropriate time. But right now, we are unleashing the bang bang niang. People love that. <laughs> <laughs> they do actually. <laughs> the you singing it part questionable. Oh, that's part of the. Charm. Allure of it all. <laughs> Allure. There it is. Bull Jack should do that. Harping should do that. I think Harping, you know, you know little, little button up dude. And he's shown some more personality than he ever did as a player, for sure, because he was very serious as a player. And I've talked to him about that, about he wasn't interested in any uh, nonsense. And he's shown some more personality in his analyst role, for sure, because he has it. He does have it. Yeah. And at the right place in the game. I mean, he'll still break it down during the game. I appreciate that. And I appreciate when the Jazz aren't playing well, he'll just say it. Yeah. You know? and, and then he'll give you why they aren't playing but well. But he didn't show a whole lot change. of personality in interviews as a player. No, 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 he really didn't. In fact, I think you had a little scuffle with him or something. I did. Verbal spat or yeah. something. Because he was wound pretty tight. But yes. I think if he wants to even But he lightens it. up. He lightens up down to broadcast oh, when totally. they do the where people are watching, oh, totally. photos and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. He has fun with that. He's way more relaxed. And I appreciate looking back. I appreciate his uh, serious business-like approach, professionalism that he showed as a player because he wasn't out there for fun and games. He was out there to win ball games. And looking back and now getting to know him a little bit, spending some time with him in Mexico, he he went and I got to know him, got to know his wife a little bit and talked to him. Yeah, he's, you know, that that's what he was about as a player. And that, that led to his success. But if he wants to loosen up and make a name for himself nationally, if he just starts screaming, bang!
bang, bang, Niang, I'm heading down the Atlanta highway. Because he's from he's Atlanta. He's an Atlanta guy. I see yeah. the tie, yeah. So, yeah. So, no doubt in my mind you were going there. So it all comes together. This isn't country music. I actually know this song. <laughs> so, well, we just played it, too. And so it's it's right there for him to scream, bang, bang, Niang. I mean, it'll work. All right, what's Dwayne got for us this morning? Huntley in the shotgun. There's a snap. Three wide open receivers. Throws to Niang. Niang catches the ball. He backs up. Takes one step back. Shoots for three. Bang, bang, George Niang. The Jazz win. And the Utes still lose. <laughs> got so that in barely. Working Huntley in for <laughs> Where are we going with this? Crack on the Utes. Come Actually, on. we have some Jazz U comparisons. Dwayne just tweeted at us. The Jazz are amazing, and I'm on cloud 27 right now. Ooh, that's times three. Exactly, because they're making a lot of threes, I guess. The problem is that, like the Utes, the Jazz haven't played a winning team in the last two to three weeks. It's not true. I know. They beat the Clippers, <laughs> and they lost to the Heat. And this uh, stretch where they've won 10 out of 11, nine teams with losing records, two teams with winning records. No matter what, I'm a Jazz fan, and I will have faith. Hashtag go Jazz. Hashtag go Utes. It's good that you beat the teams you're supposed to. And you get into the top half by beating the bottom half. But eventually, you got to beat other teams in the top half. But we will get to that at the end of the month. In the meantime, more sub-500 teams ahead. Yeah, but you're rolling up the record. And everybody rolls up the record against crummy teams. Lakers and uh, Bucks have done it. Bucks finally lost to a sub-500 team last night. First time they've done it all year. A 300 hitter is not getting all of his hits off of Garrett Cole. Uh, he's not. Who, by the way, wears number 45 as we're looking for famous 45s. Garrett Cole wearing 45 in Houston. You're going to get some long relievers and some fourth and fifth starters in there. Yeah, and absolutely. That's the way it works, and they all count the same. And then, you know, in the postseason, it's what you can do and who you get to go against because the rotations get shorter and it gets tougher. Same thing in the NBA. It gets tougher. It's tough to win in the NBA playoffs. Usually, certainly by the second round it is. Most well, I think time. in the West this year, whoever is one, and right now the Lakers have a pretty good cushion right there, uh, one versus eight, that's, that's a pretty easy first-round series. And then we'll have to see what the Thunder are doing, because they're back because they sucked in November, but they've really been pretty good here lately. So maybe they'll maybe even 2-7 will end up being a yeah, tough series. Yeah, well, we have to see after the trade deadline, too. After the trade I deadline. what Oklahoma City wants to do. And as you pointed out a couple of days ago, we also have to wait to see if there's a team that looks good now that has an injury to a star player takes a hit and is a relatively easy out. Even though we think they've got a good team now, it could be an easy out due to injuries in the spring. Yeah, you can identify several teams can be in that category, and hopefully none of them are. I hate to get cheated after slogging through the whole season. And you want to have, have the best against the best. Yeah, I, for my personal entertainment, as opposed I, to I want to see everybody at full strength. Somebody messing up a shoulder or a knee right before the but playoffs. And that's me. I, don't, I didn't grow up with a favorite team. I just grow up uh, loving the sport and watching the postseason. And I told you that story. Madison Square Garden. Michael Luther wants to play tag. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I want to watch that. the NBA Finals. Okay. I'm there watching the NBA Finals. Not going to run around the garden, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old are you, like nine or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, but you were into it at that point, and not every nine-year-old is. Even people who become sports fans later will tell you, oh, I was in high school when yeah, I really got Yeah, it was really the Knicks and the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. And 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't, even at that age, and I only lived 25 miles away from the garden, but I was never a hardcore fan of, I don't know why, it makes no sense, because most kids are, but I wasn't, but I was friends with the best buddies, and his father was the mayor, and he got tickets, and they invited me. And I wanted to go, and my father was super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, and he wants to run around the garden playing tag. And I said, "What? <laughs> we can go I play, play tag on a schoolyard <laughs> any day of the week, man? I'm in the garden. That's freaking Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, Walt Clyde Frazier. I'm sitting right here watching this game. Yeah." Three and on the three and zero on this road trip. What is there to complain about now, Jazz fans? That's the question of the day. It's up on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. It's up on Twitter at David DJ James and Matt. Just Matt tweeted at us. There was nothing to complain about until Bang Bang Yang. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's you dividing the audience right there. How do you complain about that? I think if you heard Axel sing it. It makes it easier to accept because that was yeah, money. You can play that one, Yonk. I'm fine with that. He actually called in, so I think he's. I know cutting up the previous That's what segment I'm saying. in there. Yeah, I'm saying when he gets it, he can play it. I know, I know exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a catchy. That was, <laughs> I would argue that was a catchier tune, but I would only argue that because I'm battling a cold. Get me on my full capability. <laughs> when you're 100. Yeah. You, you can bang, get me out. on a yang. You know you're gonna bang, bang on a yang. Wait a minute, gonna make that three. Wait a minute, gonna make that bucket. That was good. But you get me without the cold and the full depth of the rich voice and get me a cappella without music. And yeah, I'll be right there. Yang, a couple more three-pointers last night. Six for him off the bench. And Harbring, I'm telling you, man, scream it out. I'm heading down the Atlanta highway. <laughs> bang, bang on the Niang. <laughs> <laughs> Bowler's either going to love you or hate you. I'm not sure I know which yet. <laughs> I, I want tomorrow night, here's what you got to do. I want half the crowd... When George oh, comes in, <laughs> makes it three. So if you're on the side of the arena, like if you're on the visitor's bench end of the arena. However you want to divide it, I don't care. <laughs> well, you got to tell people now because I kind of know you're the one organizing <laughs> this. Are you going to do like the bench side and the non-bench side? Or are you going to do the visitor's end and the, there's lots of ways to, the home end. There's lots upper of ways and lower to, bowl, yeah. Upper and lower bowl, yeah. You can divide it that way too. What you got to do is you've got to go east side, west side, and then baselines. You know, when I'm inside the arena, I have no it's idea what's north, to, south, east, west. Uh, I really don't know. Some, unless you're standing on the concourse looking in the arena and then looking outside. Yeah. But, no, I think probably the easier would be uh, scores table side all the way around from mm-hmm. bucket to bucket. Okay. And then the other side from bucket to bucket. All right. And one group yells, bang, bang. And then the other group yells... Yep. Nying. You get what what you do is you yeah, get with Nying. Bear. Nying. Anders sold that. I did understand. What you do is you get with Bear. Mouse over here. And he Nying. makes he makes signs and that'll help. Who am I getting with? The Jazz Bear. He always oh, comes okay. out with the signs and he does the one side of the arena, the other side of the arena thing. This has been shtick for a long time. So he yells or he holds up bang bang and then the crowd just says Nyang. 
And there'll be two guys who never play for the opposing team. Nick's, in this case, Wednesday night. And they'll be looking like, what in the world is it? Because there's always two guys not paying attention. But they think we're goofy out here anyway. That's true. So we're a bunch of odd ducks, so let's just add But they probably up. like something different. Need the same old shtick every night. Entertain them. When I dropped that last night, and my wife happened to be watching because it was an early game, and she doesn't watch a whole lot of jazz hoop except for postseason, but she was watching it last night because it was an early start. And when he made that shot, Niang, and I yelled, Bang, Niang! She laughed. <laughs> and I thought, Oh, I got I've something. I've got something. <laughs> Break that out on DJ tomorrow morning. Yeah, absolutely. Spencer says the only thing he's got to complain about is we paid a ton of money for Mike Conley and we're doing this without him. Well, I guess, Spencer, silver lining, will they do more when they get him back? And especially, and no one wants to consider this, but it's just the law of averages in the NBA. If somebody else gets hurt along the way, they're going to need another guy. Remember how thin they looked for a while? Now they've... Gotten contributions from Niang and contributions from Clarkson and Moody has helped him out. And so the bench is doing better. But if you take somebody away and somebody else slumps, they're going to need some help. They're probably not going to keep it rolling at the level they've got it right now. The only constant is change and something is going to change. And it'll help to have him back to plug him in. They don't need him right now, but I don't think everything will continue on as it is right now. I, I wondered if that was going to happen last night when Royce O'Neal hurt his shoulder. That collision and his arm is hanging there. I thought, wow, I shouldn't have talked about injuries. Look at that. And he shook it off and stayed in the game. Yeah, you never know. And the odds are something's going to happen just because it's big dudes playing physical and things happen. It's just the way it is. You just hope it's not any great length of time. If anybody gets hurt, you hope it's two weeks. You know, like Doncic, two weeks, boom, he's back. You take that. Even Hayward, it was like three or four weeks. You know, you take that uh, as opposed to anything uh, long-term. Well, Conley's coming up on five now. You know, partly because he tried to come back after two weeks. He had that one game and uh, got hurt in the third quarter and, and left again. And so now it's it's been three weeks. Two weeks originally, he played that one game and now three more. All right, Mitch has got an epic addition to the Bing Bing Niang. Oh, boy. You ready for it? Sure, let's go. Send this in on Twitter. It says, bang, bang, ding. And wang. Yeah, there it is. I wondered if you'd seen that yet. I saw Mitch tweet that in. It all rhymes. Bring it. <laughs> Who says and wang? <laughs> and wang. Someone who's, list leader. someone who's stuck between WAP and DANG. Well, why would WAP. you ever be stuck between WAP and DANG? I don't know. It was, uh, it was in the middle of... All my uh, life, I've never been stuck between WAP and DANG. Yeah, well... WAP! WAP! <laughs> See? That's a place... You know, sometimes I get a rock D- and a hard place, but not... DANG, Tom! Not That's a, just about 30 yards south of A there. WAP and a, and a WANG. <laughs> and WANG. <laughs> WAP, DANG. WANG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Wang. <laughs> what was your? Why were you going, Wang? I just told you. I know, but what led you? I understand how you got there. I, I, I don't know. But I'm saying why? Was, why I, were you going I don't even there know, in the first place? I know. Place? I know it was during uh, what is trending. And whap. 
I don't know, but I don't remember like somebody got decleated in a football yeah, game. We were talking about it, or somebody threw down a big dunk at a basketball game. I don't remember. Well, it had to have been something special. Yeah, for it you was. To break out the wang. And it's Monday morning. I'm tired, <laughs> and then, ding. That was a you really odd idea. Yes, you know that, right? <laughs> I just want to be clear. Yucky, you bring back. It had to have been like a, like a game winner from half court because you don't break out the wang just casually. <laughs> I don't think you should be doing that. Yuck, I didn't do it. You did it. Yuck, you have to. Feel, you're doing it now. <laughs> I did it back in the day. That's at least five years old. We've been making fun of that for a long time. It's predates. Oh, me that's an old wang. Oh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does it, does it predate you, Yuck? Are you? Were you here? It does predate me. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yes. It and is. how long have you been I here now, Yuck? Sixty years with you guys. Oh, okay. really? So yeah. It's and older. you thought it was just a two or three year old joke? I did. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, it's older than that. Oh, no, we've been. <laughs> it's been around for a while. Oh. Well. Sometimes old wangs can be effective. Doc does not approve. It is past break time. All right, DJ and PK, Ben Anderson, Utah Jazz writer for uh, KSLSports.com, Utah Jazz radio studio analyst. He is going to join us coming up at the top of the hour. We're, uh, we got people sending us stuff here. The question of the morning, the Jazz went 3-0 on the road trip. They've won 6 in a row and 11 out of 12. Is there anything to complain about? I don't know if you know this, but social media and sports talk radio have sometimes been known as places people go for negativity. But really, what is there to go negative on right now with the way things are going for the Jazz and the way they're playing? We'll get to that. Your response is hit us up on Twitter at David DJ James. On Facebook, DJ and PK. You can call 855-340-ZONE. We'll get to that next. It's 97.5 and 1280 Zone. Also, we got a little football news, Yak. We do. All right, we'll get to that next. Stay with us. Coaching news. The carousel turns on, and how will it impact the Utes? We'll get to that. Stay with us. And now, attention. Top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jazz win again. They beat the Pelicans 128-126. The game ends in controversy. Brandon Ingram's potential game-time layup. Rudy Gobert challenges it. No foul called. No timeout called when the Pelicans clearly had multiple people calling timeout, and the Jazz get the win. Bogdanovich with 35, Ingles with 22. Jazz are off today. They host the Knicks tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, AT&T Sportsnet. College basketball tonight, Utah State's at Colorado Springs. They're playing Air Force tonight. Air Force 7-8 overall, 1-2 in conference. The Aggies 13-4 and 2-2. The game's a late game, 9 o'clock on ESPN2. Listen to it here on the Zone Sports Network beginning at 8.30 with the pregame show. Top of the Wire brought to you by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. I don't want to sound like I'm the defender of offensive line, but sometimes they don't have a voice. Sometimes nobody says anything for them. In fact, I'd say most of the time nobody says anything for them. You, you do sound a little bit like Sally Struthers. Be like, be the voice for those that have no voice. Be the voice for your offensive line. <laughs> Sally Struthers. Can you not call me Sally Struthers? Say it like... It's not how I want to start out my new year. These large men don't have a voice, but you can for just $5 a day. And it's hot at the end of the day. 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Bang, bang, dang. Bang, bang, nyang. Bang, bang, nyang. So, Yuck, that's the Jaws theme, meaning the B-52s, meaning PK's random bang, bang, nyang. Correct, yeah. I think I like Axel better. A bit too much? Yeah, maybe. It's a lot of pop culture all at once. Come join the Zone on ARUP Friday, Friday the 10th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. ARUP Blood Services on 9786 South, 500 West. Come save a life and donate some blood. It only takes 30 minutes and you'll receive a Megaplex gift card, popcorn voucher, and jazz gear. All right, the football news this morning. There are multiple reports. You know who had a first, Yak? Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports. Baylor's mad rule to Carolina to coach the Panthers, making the jump from college to pro. Could impact the Utes a couple different ways. One, they're playing Baylor. That's four years out, four and five years from now, 2023 and 2024. And we've uh, spent a lot of time discussing they got to upgrade the schedule, they got to play better teams, and how good will Baylor be? Baylor's been all over the map. They were terrible. They were really good. They were really bad. They're really good again. So you don't really know. You might be getting a gimme game when you play Baylor, and you might be getting an absolute marquee game. And I suppose it's possible they'll be passing somewhere through the middle as well. So there's that. And then, PK, while you were down at the Alamo Bowl, we tend to think we're on a little island here, and nobody notices what's going on in Utah. Nobody pays attention to us. But the people who really pay attention and get paid a lot of money to pay attention, they're definitely focused on Utah and other spots as well. Well, particularly as it relates to Morgan Scally, because I found out uh, being in Texas for three days that he has a great rep down there. He's been down there personally quite a bit recruiting. For sure. So you definitely cross paths. You're all going after the same players, going through the same marquee high schools who are churning out lots of players. So you got that, and then people are checking your results, watching you on TV, watching the Utah defense play, and the combination has apparently been pretty good to his, his image. Definitely. I was told there would have been serious interest with uh, Texas. Now, I don't know about Morgan having serious interest with them, but Texas was very much interested. Tom Herman was because he fired his defensive coordinator. And then, interestingly, right around that time, Utah have, puts out an announcement on a contract amendment. So you could see the wheels were turning there. One thing to have a uh, Big 12 school be interested in a lateral move as defensive coordinator. Another thing for head coach. Is Baylor going to want a first-time head coach? Is Baylor going to want someone who's won somewhere else as a head coach? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But he's got the rep down there, so it's something to watch. Yeah. All right, there's a little bit of football news. Now, of course, the comparison that we've had people bring up between the Utes and the Jazz. Yes, the Utes won 11 games this year, but they beat a lot of teams that were bad to mediocre. The Jazz right now are having a run against teams that are mostly under 500 here. They have played Miami, and they have played the Clippers, and both those games were on the road, and they split them, losing by three in Miami, and then they had the big 11-0 run. It was a close game in L.A., and then the Jazz go on a big 11-0 run and end up winning pretty comfortably over the Clippers. Other than that, it's been a long series of sub-500 teams. 
Pelicans have a bad record, although they've been playing much better lately. They'd won six out of eight, now six out of nine after the loss to the Jazz. And for those of you who weren't with us early, we talked about the no call at the end of the game. PK, there's star treatment. It happens. We all know it happens. And you hate it when it happens to somebody else. But it's hard not to watch that and think that could have easily, easily gone against the Jazz. But Rudy Gobert, he's a two-time defensive player of the year. Maybe he'll be an all-star this year. And you get a little star treatment there. Because if that had been somebody else, that would have been a foul. They'd have blown the whistle. I don't know if it would have been somebody else They would have blown the whistle. You think they would have just swallowed it because it's the last five seconds and they don't like to end the game at the free throw line? Yes. I think there's something. And it wasn't an an abundantly obvious foul. It was the kind of foul you always talk about. You always talk about you can't go nuts on one call without examining a bunch of other calls earlier in the game. And I think when you watch an NBA game, there's often a half dozen calls like that. The plays bang, bang, block charges. They can be very close calls. And it is a judgment call. And sometimes they go against you and sometimes they don't. And when you're at home, you tend to get more calls. And when you have stars... With their reps, they tend to get more calls. And I think there's probably some star treatment there because Rudy does have that rep, deservedly so. He's earned that rep. That's nothing that came through him other than through work. So it it was uh, probably, in my mind, a 55-45 call. 55 call foul, 45 don't call foul. But then when you factor in the circumstance of it literally being the last play of the game, then I think it jumps up to... 75 no call, 25 call. But for the everything should be called the same way crowd, and we definitely hear from them, Yeah, if that's your thing, then then it's hard to argue that that shouldn't have put him at the free throw. Now, maybe he misses a free throw and the Jazz win the game. But that's not reality. You can argue that all, the, all you want. But it's not that. Rules aren't enforced the same all the time. They right. do swallow whistles at the end of games. Yeah. And it's universal. Yeah. It doesn't, it's only an advantage or a disadvantage depending on how it happens to you. But it's an overall, it's the playing field is level because it could be you on the offensive end just as easily as it could be you on the defensive end. Just so happened that it was you on the defensive end at that point. Uh, and I have no problem that they didn't call a foul as I watched it several times, including five times today. I think he did hit him on the wrist a little bit there, and there's a picture of it. But I have no problem with them not making that call. And I would, if I'm Gentry, uh, yeah, I'm fuming because my guys got gypped, and I get that, and everyone is coaching for their lives and all that stuff, and they are on a little bit of a run, and and all of a sudden things that had looked bleak for the the Pelicans, you get Drew Holiday back, you get Williamson back here, and in, in, in very soon from what they're saying, and you got a little, you got a nice team. And see what you can do. You got something to build around. That's not a trash team by any stretch. Uh, but I think I would tell Ingram, be smarter in that situation, because you're going up against a prolific defensive player, and the chances of you succeeding are slim. I appreciate your aggressiveness. Ingram's a young player, obviously, and he's having a breakout season uh, with. Uh, Pelicans after coming over from the uh, Lakers and finding his way as a youngster and now he's having a breakout season he's up close to 25 a game and you know and he's slithering in there with that skinny body and, and he looks like he is something that another uh, a piece that you can build around but you wonder was it the best decision the thing that I don't get <clears throat> that needs to be explained to me and they showed it and they highlighted Lonzo Ball 
you know, signaling timeout. And why and Gentry was doing it too, as I understand. I don't remember, yeah. I remember seeing it, but I saw, I heard, I read it afterward. Why, why weren't they given a timeout? Because Ball said they had been instructed the team yep. is if the Jazz don't score, That's probably either way. Gentry said in the post game, yeah, you know that they knew there was a timeout coming, and Ball clearly had his, and it wasn't subtle. He put his hands over his head. It was as obvious as it could be. Gentry too, and there's three refs, and it's you're supposed to. Have, that's why they added the third ref years ago. This kind of stuff isn't supposed to slip through. I don't think you're going to get an explanation. It's not going to be explained to you. What they're going to say is, "We messed up. I'm sorry," because they messed up. I don't think, you know, on the, on the foul call, I think there's a lot of layers and you can explain anything and it could have gone either way. But on the timeout call, it should have gone one way. New Orleans should have gotten a timeout. Yeah, I don't know if that makes a difference. They could have no, thrown they the ball out of bounds. They could have turned it over on the inbound. Yeah, yeah right. But nonetheless, but if they, they call just, a timeout, they, they, they ought to get it. And they've got one coming. They yeah. Yes, in that situation, if they decide they need to set up, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I like the fact of uh, having defenses and scrambles. Uh, and it didn't. It well, didn't actually, and and I think that Gentry alluded to that in his post game. He said that he tried to call it, he didn't get it, but then he saw Ingram at top speed and knew he was going to head to the hoop and stopped calling it because Ingram's hard to stop when he gets up ahead of steam and is headed at the hoop. I mean, it's the kind of thing you drop a play. How do you get Ingram running at the hoop? Well, if you've got it, you don't need to drop a play now. Unless Colbert is there. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, you know, I always go back to it's the worst shot in Jazz history. It's uh, Jordan's Game 6 game winner in, in the 98 Finals. And he's, when he drives, he's got he's ready to turn the corner on Brian Russell. And instead he pulls up, and then that subtle little push, and shoots a mid-range jumper. And why? Because he knows if you go to the hoop and you get fouled, they might swallow the whistles at the end. And he wasn't going to take a chance with that. That's why he pulled up and shot a mid-range shot. Yeah, he could have tried to power to the hoop, draw contact, and get free throws or a three point play or whatever. But he didn't because he knew there was a decent chance he get fouled and there'd be no whistle. And he's MJ; he got as many whistles as anybody. Right. Yeah, but overall, in the development process of the Pelicans, I have no problem with what they were trying to do because they're they're a team that has a nice nucleus when healthy, but is not a contending <clears throat> team right now and needs to go through some struggles to get better they need to have some down times they need to learn the hard way and they have gotten better just this very season and for the Jazz that wasn't their best game uh, the beat writers on the trip and I can't remember which one it was maybe it was more than one of them but they were tweeting out that the locker room was pretty subdued that the guys were clearly gassed it wasn't just a three game road trip it was a three game trip with cities that aren't really close together and there's a ton of flying and that can take it, take it out of you and it was a long difficult game they didn't defend as well as they could have, and maybe fatigue's an issue. Because Quinn got asked about that. You know, 126 points, is just that's just a lot of points to give up. And Quinn, after the game, was asked about it, and he said, mm, you know, the other guys are good, and they get hot and get on a roll. Sometimes there's, you know, you got to outscore people. You can't always lock them down. I was actually impressed with Lonzo Ball. His shot looked a little better. Just, just his li- yeah. literal form. Hmm? Looked better than I remember in college and then his couple of years with the Lakers. I think it was good for him to get out of that situation. Magic slapped on him, savior type uh, 
between role, Magic and, and LeBron and all the hype in L.A. and his father and his dad, yeah, being so from the area, and now yeah, you like haven't heard anything about him. Four yeah. things working against him, right? And now he's off the beaten path a little bit without the glare of the spotlight, and we're going to work on his game and get better and yeah. not be expected to be great on Thursday. The fifty-three percent at the free throw line is atrocious. There's no excuse for that. That's a mental thing because I thought his shot looked good. I'm excited for New Orleans to watch them develop because it looks like they've got something. And especially I have a soft spot for the smaller places who get screwed by the star. Yeah, and obviously Davis doing the shenanigans that he pulled last year and basically uh, negotiating his way to the Glamour franchise. And the New Orleans then, I would have a natural inclination to want to see them do well. And I've been around Gentry and I've heard some stories. I know some guys personally who played for Gentry in college and they talk about when he was an assistant at Kansas. What a phenomenal person he is. And, he is uh, yeah. apparently one of Kevin O'Connor's favorites. Yes. Former Jazz GM, still consulting. Um, he's a big Alvin Gentry fan. And if you remember the job search for Quinn Snyder, he was one of the four finalists. And... And I was asking about that, and that's when I was told Kevin is a major. You were snooping around? Alvin Gentry fan. Doing yes. some work behind the scenes? Exactly. Now we know why the annual awards flow in. <laughs> I don't think that's why. <laughs> well, not literally that specific, but the whole general process. Well, maybe that. That, and you did that heartwarming story when the Utes went down to San Diego, and you relived your childhood up in the bleachers, apparently. And fortunately, I didn't see that. I heard about it, though. A lot of Utes and Cougars in that that didn't have to do with my childhood, but okay. I, all I know is what I was told. I can't argue it because I didn't see it. Thankfully, <laughs> right. I was out of town. It was literally in San Diego. I just heard about it. And how a lot of, a lot of big moments, I Super did, Bowls, World I heard Series. how hokey it was. I, I can't respond to it since I didn't see it. So, But it's great news for the Jazz. They're continuing to win. That's all that matters. Rack up the dubs. And when you... We see this in college basketball. You beat a bunch of crummy teams, and the idea is to gain confidence. Now, I'd have to believe that when they come into the arena tomorrow night, that they're going to walk on that floor with the most confidence they've had all season. Yes, but I think that would be, although we haven't seen it yet, so maybe I shouldn't put words in the mouth of Jazz fans here, but I, I think when a team wins a lot, at some point you worry about them getting overconfident. Oh, Because it's not on. always that easy. No, I, the league takes care of itself. Who's overconfident? The Knicks will be going back-to-back tomorrow night. They're on NBA TV tonight playing the Lakers. If you want to check that out late, channel surfing back and forth with that, and the Aggie game is really late, too. I don't think anybody in the league is overconfident. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think that exists at the pro level. Overconfident? Yes. No. I don't. You just look at all the great players. All of them have an edge. Every single last one of them. They had that edge. You think Kobe Bryant was overconfident? No. (laughs) Not Kobe. (laughs) Kobe definitely had an edge. And I don't think he's that different. And then I think I think he had an edge early, but I think by the time he got into his prime, he realized it was a marketing thing, and he kind of bought into the hype, and I think that really kept him going the second half of his career. Because he had a long career, and at the end, he knew he wasn't on championship-caliber teams those last, I don't know, four or five years, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. 
but he still had the edge. But by then, he'd had the whole Mamba persona, so he had to come out like that every night. Okay, well, what great player was nonchalant about his greatness outside of Shaq? You took it right away from me. You just like you saw it was on the tip of my tongue because everyone's going to go to him. Yeah, I think, but, but I think, yet everybody would take his I think career not, too. I think not overall, but I think inside a season, you just can't grind the whole time. I think it happened with Carl Malone here. No, in Jan- oh, absolutely overconfident in January. He struggled with confidence. That's why he he had a tendency to gag in the playoffs. Right in the playoffs, and I think there were two players who brought that out in him. Not to relitigate the 90s there, there were players he looked at in the postseason and he knew he he knew he was taking down David Robinson he did it multiple times but he looked at Akeem and was like uh oh you think Jordan, Mitchell is I mean, overconfident to Jordan who's overconfident I don't see anybody on this team who's overconfident you don't you don't think as a group at some point the winning it just gets it no, gets easy and they no, mess up a no, game no no you, you'll lose. See, that's what I'm saying. The league will take care of it because you will mess up a game. Well, isn't that overconfidence? No, because you don't no. Mess up a game? The other team has got NBA players, and just the law of averages is you're not going to play in an elite level for a long span of time. There's too many games shooting the basketball. It's too. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It can, it can just come and go sometimes. Is for whatever reason. There's too much chance at play. Yeah, that, 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 there's there's a word. Yeah, it's a little bit like putting, and there's a very small margin of error. You can hit a pretty good putt and burn the edge, and it doesn't go in. And other times, it dives right in the cup for you. I think you have got to come out with a complete and total BA attitude, and that is not overconfident. That is a requirement. So I don't see this team getting overconfident at all because then they just got to harken back, wait a second, we were down 40 to Toronto. There was that. And that was over to 24 minutes. You got to suck bad to be down by 40 at halftime after 24 minutes. That does take some effort. All right, well, Steve Cleveland said it when he was on with us. He's on with us every week, and that was uh, pretty much his last words on the Jazz. They could be 30 and 12. When the Pacers show up here on January twentieth, now to your to his to your point, his point, hey, something could take care of that, and they could lose a game, and someone could come in hot. But they're going to play six teams, and they're going to be favored in those six games, and they don't have any back to backs in those six games. So we'll see how that plays out with the Knicks, the first of those six tomorrow night. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. The Utah Jazz coming home to face the Knicks tomorrow night. The Knicks are going back-to-back. Jazz have a couple home games, and then they're out on the road again for three more. Not quite as much travel on the next trip, but enjoy a week at home, Wednesday and Friday. It's the Knicks and the Hornets as the Jazz, with a six-game win streak, now try to stretch that out to seven or eight in a row. I want them out on the road now. Because they're so good on the road. They're playing well. Five of the last six. Six of the last seven. Seven of the last eight. I don't know about that. Oh, dang. But 
They've had seven of the last nine games have been on the road. I think that's Good. probably, we've talked a lot about they played sub-500 teams, but they have had a lot of road games here. Seven, yeah. seven and nine on the road. The best road win was the Clippers, and the one loss in there was uh, at Miami, which is respectable losses go as a three-point loss and not horrible, not like the Toronto nightmare you just recalled in the last segment. That was awful. That road trip was a disaster. They were also better teams. This road trip, in the last two, three gamers, have been uh, rock solid. And that brings up your point about confidence. How much better does confidence make you? Does it make you like 10, 20% better? I think it makes you at your full capacity. I can't answer what percentage because that would depend on the individual. But whatever ability you have, if you believe in yourself and you believe in your team and your guys around you and your coaching staff and all that stuff, if you have all that in order, then you're able to perform to the best of your ability. Now, whether that makes you win or lose remains to be seen. Uh, Sometimes teams are better. But if you're having doubts, then you're halfway or not, if not more, on the way to losing. And so I think it's important for I think it's important for Mitchell and Gobert to set the tone. I am individually, and we are some you-know-whats. And we're coming to your town, and we're going to win. I mean, look at Larry Bird and those guys. Oh, I know, right? Bird walking to the locker room before the first three-point. I mean, it's just an all-star exhibition, but still, to walk in the locker room, all those are the good shooters, and the first thing you say is, who's finishing second? And to time his arrival, so he's the last guy in. I mean, everything just is just dripping with confidence. Although, the body language, watching with my son, who lives out of state now and doesn't see a lot of jazz games, but he sees some, and he was watching Mitchell went in. ticket, you cheapskate. What? Get him the NBA ticket. You can watch every single one of them. Yeah, I don't know that he wants to dedicate that much time to it. I'll ask him, though. Oh, uh, well, yeah, man. Ladies, man. How are you? What's going on? Oh, I was going very studious. Oh, no, that comes natural. The James gang, they don't have to barely pay attention to that. Anyway, so to get to the point, (laughs) which I'm almost ready to forget at this point, distractions, squirrel, shiny thing. Mitchell went into the paint, and the, the Pelicans had just made a run to tighten the game up in the fourth quarter, and Mitchell went into the paint and just pulled up for a little 10-footer and dropped it in. He's like, wow. I used to look at Donovan Mitchell and think, I wonder if he's going to make this. And now it's like, you know he's going to make it. You're not hoping for a bucket. You know he's going to make it. There's no question Mitchell has elevated his game by two or three levels this season compared to the first two. And he needs to approach that. That I am, I am one of the best. Whatever Dwayne Wade was... I was. Go look at Dwayne Wade, and there's been a lot of comparisons between yeah. the two, and look at Dwayne's third season. Takes off. Yeah, and Mitchell is right there. And go look at Mitchell. I mean, it's they're virtually identical. So the thing is that it doesn't look like Dwayne Wade is. Uh, Dwayne Wade got to play with Shaq, and he got to play with LeBron, and in between Lucky in him, in, in right, right. And I, I don't know, know Shaq. <laughs> Shaq when he played with Shaq. Uh, he was probably 80% of it. He wasn't peak Shaq. But so he peak was still... Shaq was only 80% of Shaq when Dwayne played with Shaq. He wasn't full 100% Shaq. Right. But it was still good enough to get to an Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 and win an NBA title the second year. I will ask this to you and Yach. Did Dwayne Wade love Shaq? 
<laughs> Back to the B-52s, <laughs> who for whatever that reason was are having a good morning. That was good. You brought it full circle. I like that. That was nice. And you didn't even sing, so that was good. If you missed it earlier this morning. Shame on you. <laughs> bang, bang on the door, baby. Turned into bang, bang on the Niang. Bang, Niang, Niang, bang! Niang from way downtown. Bang! <laughs> And somehow we dropped guy, a wang. A <laughs> guy hit a couple of three-pointers. Uh, what was the point? Mitchell and your son acknowledging that man, his confidence. he looks like right. just a, he look, he, as good as he was the last two years, he looks different. And that, a large portion of that is attitude. Yeah, well, that's what I think my son was reading. Because he's watched yes. a couple games here. He's been home over the holidays. Of, I right. agree with he him. He went to one game, and he just he saw the body language going in and thought, oh, he's going to make this shot. And that is stemming from Mitchell's individual confidence. Yes. That's why I don't think that there's any such thing as overconfidence at the pro level. It's just more confidence. Teams it's get, not overconfidence. Teams, teams get fat and happy sometimes. The Packers went out and lost to the Chargers, and and that, that, Rodgers said they had the wrong mentality. Well, they'd won a bunch of games, and they won a bunch of games after that. I mean, they ended up the two seed in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, I'm not. I'm speaking to basketball here, so I can't. When I'm, okay. I'm not talking. Football. Well, I mean, I think it's the same thing though. Sometimes you win too much, and it comes too easy, and I think you get fat. And what happy. I was looking for is sometimes shots going in and not going in are arbitrary. Yeah, you do everything. Arbitrary was the word you were looking for. Yes, yeah. you do everything you're supposed to do, and it doesn't go in. Yes, that's why the best teams lose twenty times in a season. Right? I mean, and the best teams in the MLB lose sixty times in a season. Yeah, but you don't have the best teams in the NFL don't lose seven times in a season. No, they don't. No, no. So the bigger, stronger football, team pushes the other team why around. I think football is a right. little different there. I think turnovers are the thing that are a little arbitrary in football, which is why even champions they lose four games. Be. They can't be right. Because all but turnovers are not the same as all turnovers. But to your point in, in baseball, you can put a good swing on a ball and just be a little in front of it and pull it foul. You can be a little underneath it and pop it up. Yeah. It's like micro inches. Right. Sometimes if you pull a ball a little bit, that 400-footer is out of the park and it's a homer and everyone's going nuts. And you hit it too the well and it curves foul. Right. Or you hit it to dead center and it gets caught. And I think there's a degree of that in basketball. So you're going to lose a game. That's why I I don't want I don't want anybody thinking they're overconfident. I, in fact, I would rather have overconfidence in the NBA sure, but I, than underconfidence. I think, I think the problem is underconfidence. I think there are games where you don't execute as well. You're sloppy with the ball. I don't think that has anything to do with confidence. Hmm. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're talking jazz basketball next with Ben. You hear uh, Ben Anderson on the jazz pre-half and post-game on the radio right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and he'll join us next. Stay with us.